0: You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. Welcome to our new podcast series, Gaia Says No, in which we will explore the nature and impact of human activities on the planet. Join Future Net Zero founder Sumit Bose, along with environmental campaigner Angus Forbes and analyst Alex Millward. There will be some strong language. Welcome to Gaia Says No, the final episode. Maybe the final episode ever, maybe final episode it seems. My name is Simit Bose, founder of Future Net Zero, and it is my sad but delightful pleasure to welcome Angus Forbes and for the first time in two weeks, Alex Millward is back. Boys, how are
1: you? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Simit. Great to be here. Alex. Yeah, Reflective. 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh-huh. we, missed you. we missed you last week, mate.
2: Uh, yeah, sorry, I couldn't be there. But uh, listened to it and it was very good hearing the professor yes. extol his learnings and, and you know, some more good
0: information. Excellent. Well, ladies and gents, we're going to do a very different show today. We're just going to basically have a chat amongst the three of us, a free-for-all, looking back over the last, oh, can you believe it, 12, 13 weeks we've been doing this, a bit longer. We started right in the height of lockdown. We've had amazing speakers. We've covered so many topics, including kind of religion, uh, technology. We've looked at governance. We've looked at uh, how we can work together to motivate ourselves. Can we do things around, you know, how we educate the next generation to be more sustainable. We've looked at new technologies and we've looked, of course, at the transition that large oil and gas companies might be taking. So the old industries, as you could say. So we've got a lot to look back on. So let's just start with, A, can I just say I've really enjoyed it guys, but I mean, it's been a right laugh, it really has.
1: Yeah, it's been great, mate. I, I, you know, I I didn't think we'd get these many good guests. Be you. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't
0: think that we'd actually do anything for a start. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought, but they've really come through, and um, I don't want to blow smoke, because we're not in that game, but Sumit, you've done a great job, I have to say. i oh no, um, blow it, blow it, I, care, I, I, care,
0: I, care. I want to pay right, oh shit, I pay myself, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it, no, it's been brilliant, and and I think the thing is, that's what's really made me enjoy this, is not just our, our banter, but the way it's just made me think about different things, I mean, Alex, what about you, I mean, You've always been the voice of reason, haven't you? That's, that's what's been good about you.
2: <laughs> well, I think, uh, although, although yeah, I try and bring some facts because I think they, they help, although you know, trying to get certainty in this complex world is very difficult. Uh, but I'll, I'll certainly start by echoing Angus's point. At, at my work, we've got a group called the Eco Innovators, and, and they've said to get people to opt into this new challenge and new life, it needs to be fun. Uh, yeah. And you certainly brought that uh, summit, so you know, credit to you. And I think you know, continuing and amplifying that is going to be essential to convert, you know, seven and a half billion people to, to living slightly differently in, a, in in a better way with Mother Nature. So you know, keep keep the fun coming.
0: <laughs> do you know what? It's really sweet of you guys. But I mean, the thing is, we we've all put in different bits. I mean, Angus, let's be honest. This is all come from your mad brain. We'll we'll we'll, we'll cuff up here. You know, your idea, so that if people don't know, give them a, in, a, in a sentence what the concept of GPA is again.
1: Yeah, so the the idea is that humanity should consider put going into global governance for the first time to put in place one authority capable of overseeing the human environmental nexus for the ultra long term. Behind that is the realization that. I think we're the first three generations alive to be ever informed by our ecosystem services scientists and our biologists and our environmentalists that we now run a biosphere with Mother yeah. Nature. And it's it's right to actually formalize that. And we realize that we're we're really the first three grains of sand through the nape of, of the hourglass that's just been turned. And all of these generations are coming after us. So We've really got a job to do, and maybe humanity should consider one global authority for the first time.
0: And I think the thing is, if we look back over the last sort of two, three months that we've been doing this, I've been on a journey with it as, as well, and, I, and I'd like to get what you, you've had. I mean, A, let's put aside the fact we've enjoyed the conversation, and, and it's been brilliant For the point, point of view, as Alex said, that you, know, you can have these conversations that are so serious in some ways, but if we don't engage, then there's no point, and that's been great. With the speakers we've had, amazing. But overall, looking at all the things we've heard, particularly with the last sort of five, six episodes with the guests, when, remember, we had Jonathan Porritt on as well as a special, and we looked at the kind of, whole kind of uh, various tranches of of kind of the elements of life, you know, money, you know, um, the environment, technology, religion. What's the one that struck you the most that made you think, a bit more about things. Which which guest or which topic? Um, Alex, what about you?
2: For me, I, yeah, I guess you come into these with quite a pre-formed set of ideas. I mean, I, I've had some brilliant teachers, um, yeah. you know, starting with my mum. Um, Shout and, out to Alex's and,
0: mum. Yeah,
2: uh, and obviously, other people like Georgina Stevens sort of helped open my eyes to this, and people like Oswald Biejund, if, if you know him. Uh, And so you come in with some preformed ideas, and one of them was this fundamental belief of human innovation can help us solve this balance of more energy, but in a way that's sustainable for the planet. And when I see the technology that Pavel uh, Kessielewski and team have invoked, where you can take carbon out in a highly productive way and make a a life-enhancing product, um, I just get inspired by people's ability. So that, I think that reinforced that sort of faith that that, that, that exists. And I, I think I also sort of you know, came in with the view that you know, regulation is going to be needed. When I looked at my own behaviours, it was regulation which changed me most. Yeah. Um, and so the authority conversation with Cindy Ford is, is essential um, in, in order to get that. And I think the UK in particular is leading uh, quite a lot in regulatory change. But Uh, from all accounts and all reports you know we need to do more faster and to achieve you know the goals that have been legally set um so you know i I think that's that's the one which still causes me food for most thought
0: thing is alex is just too nice isn't he angus because you you want a fucking revolution that's what you want that was your best Ah. one. let there be blood on the streets i love that Ah. one
1: (laughs) i think um what i got i mean Alex is so right. They're, they're inspiring speakers and stories. Yeah, they were. But what what concerned me if I could, if I'm really truthful is, is a sort of a a sort of a, a ribbon, a ribbon but joining our speakers of of slight despair. Mm. I actually felt that. I felt, you know, Mike said, Mike DePledge said we have, we're we're stumbling when we have to decide. Jonathan Porritt said, you know, all the work of the environmental movement has been so good. You know, we we have we do have cleaner area in, in places and, yeah. and some cleaner, but it's no way enough. Um, and Claire Brooke, you know, representing yeah. the oceans, was just called it the Wild West. We mm-hmm. think of the Wild West of mining and extraction, and that's where we are with regard to the oceans. So I felt this this slight. You know,
0: just speed felt a downer. Have
1: you felt a downer
0: Hey, You felt a downer across the series of
1: well, well, no, no, I didn't feel I just felt I felt like empowered. I felt like angry, I felt revolutionary. Mm. I, I think <laughs> you know, I think we're building towards something. you know, I really do. I think we're you know, I totally. I think there's sort of two fights right now. There's there's the battle royale to reduce our industrial metabolism as quickly as we can. And that's happening right through. And you just look at um, Alex Millward and what he's doing at Ernst Young and what he's doing with his personal career path is exactly an illustration of that. And that's happening to so many people. But equally, yesterday I spoke to this lady, amazing lady called Nicola Peel. She's just come out after five months out of the Ecuadorian rainforest. And she said, "There's 180 reserves of Ecuador in the Ecuadorian rainforest. 180 reserves. They've been given to the environmental agency. And and you'd think that's a great move, but the environmental agency is now of Ecuador is now um, uh, put, is now selling some mining licenses. Mm. So." you know, there's,
0: there's two, there's, there's the, the big picture. I, I don't think is that great. It's funny. I I, 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 obviously started off with kind of no real, you know, okay, I've got, I know what my views are. And uh, I said them at the beginning that I didn't believe in climate change man-made. I believed in transition. And we, I read a great article that would, the thing that's going to get us is a big solar flare. So that's that's my future. That's the solar flare is going to take us out. I thought the religion element with um, uh, Anthony w- was a really interesting one because for me there is an element that I've always thought that that sits between science and religion. And there's a story. If I if I, if I may waste some time, there's a story that will never leave me, which is. Back in about um, 98, 99, I was doing science journalism at the BBC. And that we, we went to interview this, this team. And there was, if you remember that at the time, there was loads of theories about what the Einstein's version of the universe was. And there were three basic things is that it's a steady state that the universe had the explosion from the Big Bang is what it is. It's a contracting universe or it's an expanding universe. And they did some science. And I don't know if it's changed, but at that time, they said, it's basically expanding. And I did this interview with this um, professor. I can't remember who he was. He was brilliant, really good. And then we filmed this interview and he said, think of it, and this is a really good explanation. He said, think of it as a beach ball with all the galaxies on the outside and then in the middle is this dark matter and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we turned the cameras off and I asked him a question. I said, what's on the other side of the beach ball? And he said, God. Huh. And, and I was like, is he taking the piss? He said, no, I don't know. Maybe he is God. And, you know, when I, when I suddenly heard what you know Anthony said about the power of belief could motivate, and, you know, we're sitting here in, in lovely Western world using all this stuff, and you're right, Angus, if you look at places that around the world that are in climate stress or real problems of environmental stress, they're generally poorer places. But I do think that the religious part of it may have something to help. Because it could be the way to motivate people, the masses. Because that's the thing. How do you motivate the masses to make the change? Because it's all very well us sitting here and, you know, talking some bollocks here and there and saying, oh, we're all very good because we've boosted up a plastic cup. But until we get mass sort of uh, buy-in, and the thing that stops mass buy-in was the one we covered in, in the money one, is that, you know, financials nearly always overrule our hearts and our good intentions, don't they?
2: But that, that and having fun, uh, you know, come back to, you know, Yeah. there's very little, we, we started this with, we've got to achieve this change without going through huge denial. Yes. And if you have a look at wealth-creating nations, have a look at India and China You're doing fantastically well at p- bringing people out of poverty, that's gone hand-in-hand hand with an increase in their per capita carbon footprint. Because, yeah. you know, generally the world looks at, let's say, the lifestyle of the U.S., the American dream, yeah, yeah. Um, and says, you know, I want that lifestyle. You know, even Russia, during the darkest communists, wanted Levi 501s. And the U.S. has got the highest per capita carbon footprint. So and it's because it's got the highest energy consumption and energy creates a wonderful life where you can have a lot of fun and, and a bit more convenience than you would do otherwise toiling the land. So, yeah, you know, I totally get it. You know, I do believe that the religious communities um, can help galvanize and lead the way. Uh, to, to living differently but I think in a way that we can live an even better life uh,
0: mm. with
2: a lower carbon footprint is what we need to do which is where you know the technology uh, that Pavel described that Alison described is, yeah. is where we're going to need to do to give enhanced life and lower carbon footprint is we, we've got to achieve both in order to get the masses on board otherwise they just
1: won't come
0: yeah you still think masses will come because they're going to get connected don't you Angus on this
1: journey of biophysical care if you if you put it in, I, I would argue if you put it in sort of the modern parlance, the um, our ecologist movement really started. in in its modern form with Rachel Carson's uh, Silent Spring 1959 but I would argue the second string came along with Berners-Lee writing HTML in 1989 Mm. so by the end of the century we had 750 million people online and as of last year we had 4 billion online and in 2022 we will have 5 billion online so we also have humanity coming together in their their proximity and I think I, I I love what you both said because I think on um, it, you know around any idea you need the sort of uh, you need the pragmatic and I think that's what Alex has just described the pragmatic yeah. that, that, that Absolutely. You, you know, you need, your brain needs to to buy it, right? Yeah, but yeah, on the a religious side your heart and your soul needs to buy it as well.
0: That's the point. Yeah, that's, um, that's two, things, that I was really two
1: things. You know what I mean? If you think of Gandhi sort of forging India I mean Mm. we we think of India now we can vaguely see it on a map in our mind's eye you know when he was around saying we need to create India we need our independence we need our self-determination there was no such map you know there was there was the British Raj was only about a third or or 40 percent of what we know as India now so it needed both hey, this is what we're gonna create. This is this will be good for us. That's your mental, your your brain's worked it out. But it needed the soul
0: component as that, well. That's it, yeah. Whether you call it religion or whatever, that thing that yeah. gets people. You know, if, yeah. if you look back at, you know, why did we do all this bullshit around, you know, let's go and change the plastic. Oh, we've been talking about plastic for years, decades yeah. we've been talking about plastics. Because David Attenborough sticks a picture of a tur- turtle with a straw up his nose, boom the emotional thing got people yeah. raising it in Parliament. It's like if you show fox hunting, boom, you know, that, that, what I'm trying to say is, you know, is it that what we need is, you know, your revolution, slightly less bloody than you want, Angus, <laughs> your revolution is to find a, uh, an emotional kicker to back up the thing that we know we know that we should pollute less, yeah, we all know we should be doing things like driving less or whatever, but what's the thing that will make us do it
2: I think there's a there's a you go back to the turtle I think there's a big difference between the emotional connection and oh yes, we should change, yeah, and doing something different, we will change I mean the amount of plastic consumption that's gone up um. In our response to this oh, coronavirus, yeah. coronavirus, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, okay. Plastic bags no. aren't returned. Yeah. Online deliveries are done. So yeah, plastic is protecting us. So yes. When we're pushed with a choice between that turtle and us, yeah, we, we choose, choose us every time. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And that, and that's natural, and that's human, and that's why the human is the is the you know the prominent um, animal on the planet. Um, and, and so I just think we need to. We need to remember that. And yes, we need to capture the hearts and minds. But if it's too inconvenient, if it's too burdensome, uh, then we're not going to be able to convert people over. There needs to be, you know, yes, some carrot with the heart, but there also needs to be some stick with the regulation and pricing in the externalities of setting the regulations. You know, I love what the UK has done you know, recently with setting a air pollution as a yeah. criteria in all the house sales so there's a whole yeah. lot of house sale booms going on right now mm-hmm. uh, and they have to publish as well as the energy efficiency they have to publish the air pollution and that that's something that people see as much clearer nearer present than uh, the the future melting of the ice caps and yeah, we've all seen enough stranded yeah. polar bear cubs sure. on on a tiny piece of ice and it, yes our heart has been plucked but our behaviours haven't changed, and our carbon footprint has gone up and up in most parts of the world.
1: I, I think one thing that we're missing as a race is a definition or a picture of success. Yeah. Okay. What, well, you know, what? What is success? You know, now that we run a biosphere, because it's so young, this thought, you know, that we actually run a biosphere with Mother Nature we very quickly need to formulate, a success. what is success? And I think, you know, when we think about success, it is gonna be CO2, um, they'll have multiple components, CO2, 280 to 320 parts. Um, the Amazonian rainforest, um, protected and growing. Um, energy security, hitting 100% for, as, as Alex quite rightly says and the oceans, the you know, high seas are protected by an author- by a sufficient authority. The topsoil is growing. Do you know what I mean? Because at the moment it's a bit overwhelming for the individual. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's too it much rough to take in, isn't it?
1: And, and, and I think it's just one last thing if I may. I think one thing that, that burns very deeply in the human psyche is being cheated. Yes. So, I'm gonna do X, but bloody hell, if I get on my fight to cost it all sold, you know, I watch some person drop his, you know, ear picker wicker on the beach, you know, which goes into the turtle's mouth, you know. So the whole, we're not winning here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the thing though, isn't it, right? So let's look at it, there's two things, isn't it? It's like, was it, uh, Thatcher said, there's no such thing as society, then was it Cameron trying to bring it back and all that bullshit, we, we, whatever. Let's look at it. We we are selfish bastards, right? We said that the very first episode and Alex, you said it between the turtle and us, we're going to choose ourselves. Right? So, but the funny thing is, um, during the course of this, I'll tell you a very simple example, right? When I go shopping now and I sometimes go to the supermarket, I actively make my life more of a pain in the ass by picking up all my potatoes or my carrots and not putting them in a plastic bag. Right. And that really pisses off the woman at the end because she's going to put them all in. But I'm, 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 I'm sort of said to her. She goes, "Oh God," I, I said, "Look, you know, I don't want to use." It. She goes, "No, I get that." I said, "But the system's not really good, is it? You know, the, this is causing you more grief at the other end." But I'm trying to do the right thing. But in the end, it doesn't make any difference because something else is packaged in it. So it, it's, it's, it's trying to find a way of doing things you know we're going to try if we can and get the local council to give us a bike bar so that we can get some um, you know get the guys to be able to cycle in a bit more But, but these are all things that seem very pathetic and little in the way but I think it's worth doing.
2: I totally agree with that I mean the 5p as was on the plastic bag you know millions if not billions of fewer plastic bags per year consumed. Uh, you know, yeah. And it was just, just the thought of doing that. So I, I think we need these, these stimuli uh, to get us to do it. Um, and I, I agree with Angus um, that we need that definition of success. Uh, and actually, as an, as an aside, a um, bit, bit of smoke up him. He, he's got an encyclopedic knowledge, and he must be Arnold Schwarzenegger. because he's, no, got total he, recall.
0: He, he's just Googling <laughs> the shit while we're talking. He might be a yeah.
2: total recall on a whole load of facts <laughs> oh. and figures. From history to
1: modern contemporary. uh, I have to
0: say, Forbes, we should get you on an environmental mastermind, shouldn't we? I
1: I know, know that's so kind of you guys. I know so little instruments. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think what, you know, I like what
2: is currently happening, because what what, society is willing to commit its mind space to is a a simple corralling target of future net zero and you know yes. credit to you for, for doing that so yes it's not everything and you know angus with the global planet authority want to look after the entire planet with all of its biophysical Absolutely. boundaries, which is much more complex than carbon but the advantage okay. in the in the twitter sphere society that we have it can get around a simple definition of success of zero net carbon yeah
0: um,
2: and i think but what because it's a
0: defined we, target matt that's what how how our brains and how business works because they can reach a target
2: yes and, and and i think we'll get some beneficial byproducts as a result of achieving that target which will also help some of the other biophysical boundaries that we need to to do to sustain human life into the future until that solar flare <laughs> hits us <laughs> you know, whatever I, that is a thousand a thousand I, years off
0: yeah well i blame johnny my my uh, news editor he, he sent me an article about it it was like oh my god this is this. but if we look at what we've covered over, you know, there's the question I was going to ask you, and there's two points I want to ask. Let's ask you this, boys. Can we science the shit out of it to save ourselves? Do you think that is what we could do? Because Pavel, that one was, yeah, we can use technology. Even uh, Professor De Pledge last week was at the Ethos yeah, Technology. Jonathan Porritt believes in that there are ways of using technology. So is it that, is it really actually, you know, the, there is the element that if we just committed, we can science our way out of this and make those plastic bags out of things that don't destroy the, the biosphere.
2: I, I, think, I think we really can. Yeah, between, between government, business and citizens and society, I think this is absolutely solvable. Um, again, the, the, other, the other bit was coming on the reflection of what I've got in here is the context of which we've been doing this in the, the coronavirus. Yeah. Actually, despite despite all the criticisms that have been laid out to the UK government in how it's handling it, I mean, actually, it, it's worked. And I, I did I did the maths that I, I raised in the podcast with Alison around you know, the, the return on investment for life is extended between the coronavirus and uh, climate change and achieving carbon net zero, um, essentially, with some yes, yeah, some broad brush assumptions, but. Uh, the coronavirus is saving around about uh, it's costing about four and a half thousand pounds per year of life extended yeah. and if we as individuals were offered that you would go yes please you would take that yeah. um if, if you have a look at the um the, the the committee for climate change in the uk they estimate it's about 40 billion per year to achieve net zero and if you do the maths in and around all of that and you assume that solar flare hits us in a thousand years time then it's 16 pounds per year of life extended which again you know we would all happily pay that yeah um the the challenge then comes so you know it's definitely doable definitely affordable and, and the response that the world has shown into the virus gives me a lot of hope that once we feel the clear and present danger of the climate change we'll respond in the right way and we'll solve the the hell out of this um, the, the, the challenge then comes is what we have seen in order to pay it the UK is already talking about reducing foreign aid in the future yeah. and the, the international cooperation is, is is retracting whereas what we need as Cindy pointed out is that global response for a global asset. Um, so you know it's affordable but we need to an international cooperation to distribute the money. Uh, to, to be where we need to do it, outside of the national boundaries.
0: Forbesy, can we silence the shit out of it?
1: Well, I think we can, we can certainly reduce our industrial metabolism and maintain living standards. You know, we haven't even... You know, we've stepped... we put a big toe into the world of biomimicry. You know, literally a big toe. <laughs> That's as much... You know, there's so much that we can do. I completely agree with Alex, you know, once we set the ambition and the targets and the objectives, then we'll, you know, such as, you know, let's get rid of this virus, coronavirus, and, and, and keep a population safe. Once we set the, the, those types of, we'll, we'll achieve them. So whilst you said just a couple of minutes ago that we're all selfish bastards. Yeah. That is true. But equally, I think in absolutely equal measure, we're also capable of tremendous collaboration at yeah. points in history and building structures and governance systems that are necessary to remove risk and to progress at particular points in time and i think we i think we're on the cusp of that i really do i think that the governance evolution the engineering evolution the collaboration uh, that's about to occur in the next 10 20 years is going to be unbelievable
0: what will be the thing that tips us because right now as we're recording this um a whole bunch of extinction rebellion people are in central london painting themselves not worrying about the mask, doing all that stuff and whatever you may think yeah good on them for doing it the vast majority of the the, the people in this country are still getting on with their work they're still trying to get their kids to school they're still trying to do that and it's kind of seen as a bunch of middle-class hippies who've got far more time on their hands kids will go out on strike and climate strike and that's all great as well and you could say well that's brilliant they're showing mass movement but again it's a bunch of precocious middle-class kids perhaps shouting this stuff what is the tipping point is it what is it when is it when the, the the fishermen in in you know mozambique starts to do something or in kerala or the guys that are farming the land in you know r- rough parts of kind of Mongolia, people who are looking at pollution that's floating over them in big metro cities like Brazil, in Brazil and India and China is, is when they start to say, I've had enough of this choking.
2: What, What is it? Because it, it might come back to that selfishness of the human again, despite that. Yeah, I agree that we can cooperate. And I wonder whether it's migration. Uh, so when I
0: mean, it, climate pressure is moving people. Uh, like yeah, so, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so it's not so much the, the Mozambican fisherman coming up with an empty net. Uh, yeah, that then gets the, the emotional response on Instagram for the photograph yeah. of the, the poor yeah. man starving for whatever, 30 nanoseconds. And then we move on and we go and eat our... But
0: it's the people getting on boats, trying to come burger. through where, where, where the money is. Do you think that... that... And then, yeah, yeah, and
2: then when that inconveniences us, you know, yeah. the nation's with the money, yeah. uh, we'll say, I want to stop that. You know, so yeah. you know, Trump's response was, I'll build a wall and yeah. you'll pay for it. But once that wall is broken down and more people are moving to the lush green lands where there's plenty of land, plenty of life to sustain, much, much better quality of life, then yeah. to protect their life, they might have a look at the root causes and say, oh, okay, perhaps we do need to improve the lot of those in Mali, Niger, yeah. Mozambique uh, and other places around the world. Um, so I think it might well be that, that selfishness which becomes the tipping points of protecting the current good quality of life that we've got in Europe and America in particular
1: it certainly could work that way it could, a threat to the wealthy nations
0: yeah, yeah interesting a threat, isn't
1: it top down oh. um a top down lead I, if if it's if we're talking about actual revolution if we're actually talking about then it has to be bottom up so my answer to this is the mass middle class right 2030 that we will have 4.9 billion people who are middle class according to the eu as defined by ten dollars a day or three thousand six hundred and fifty dollars of income per annum Mm
2: -hmm.
1: now that is the third component of of those strings to the bow i mentioned the first ecosystem Analysis and knowledge starting with Carson 59, and it's gone through Gaia theory and everything. Understanding we run a biosphere. The second is our global citizenship coming together through technology and communications, started with Berners Lee et al. 89. But the third and last thing is exactly to your point, Summit. When someone is in Kerala, Mm. they become newly low middle caste and they're going. I want to preserve my new living
0: standard. I want my state
1: to to me. And that's the third thing. And if I put it in Russian revolutionary terms, if I'm just staying on the revolutionary. I
0: love it when you bring your history into this. This
1: We we had the literacy revolution of the 1850s because the Russians couldn't read. Yeah. First of all, they had to read and become knowledgeable. That's just the same as, as we've done with Carson et al. Then we had the connectivity, which came through their very late industrial revolution of the 1880s and 1890s. Because they were an agrarian race, they suddenly came together in their factories of St. Petersburg, etc. So suddenly they were able to communicate with each other. And then they looked at the way they were organized, i.e. the authoritarian approach of the Romanovs, and they said they didn't, they didn't like that and so then you had the third component which was observation in the year 1900 the Romanovs were still in charge in 1910 they were still in charge in Mm. 1915 they were still in charge and so the middle class said that's it
0: yeah Mm.
1: and I think that's what we're going to do again it will middle it'll be the middle class if if we're going to come from bottom up and we're going to enter global governance it'll come from the five billion middle class connected who say We've got to change things to preserve our standard of living, and we remove the clear and present danger.
0: Have you changed over the course of these few months, and us having these conversations yourselves,
1: um,
2: Alex? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. No. Definitely. Uh, I think the, the, the reflections and in, in and around it from the direct discussions and elsewhere. You know, I, th- I think even more committed to the cause, and yeah, you know, and and changing some of my own behaviours. Um, I, I was. I sort of set uh, through offsetting, admittedly, a sort of you know, a, a net zero path, and then I did also reflect. Well, I hadn't done what Microsoft has done to their credit to commit to becoming carbon negative in their in their lifetime, so to speak. Uh, so, you know, retrospectively, doing it as well, um, and then therefore you know, paying for some of the externalities that aren't set there by regulation. But as we said at the beginning, you know, we're lucky enough to have the space to be able to do that. Mm. Um, but the vast majority won't um and so certainly like to put more effort into the regulatory side uh, of putting the changes that we need into place that's kind of where i I think i've I've reinforced that uh, side of things to to make a bit more action rather than the talk the talk is good but you know i I need to uh, walk the talk a lot more i'd say how
0: about about you summit well, I, I think the thing that's really changed is we, we're about to launch something brand new, which is we're going to create, we're hopefully working on creating a standard So just, we, we didn't even know what our carbon footprint was, right? And it's really funny. So we do now. We've got, we got a program. We're working with a partner who's brilliant. giving us a very simple idea for, you know, we're a very small business, right? Ten people. And it's, you know, we're the vast majority of people. You know, you're, you're bottom down. Uh, example, Angus. Uh, it's very dissimilar because, you know, 95% of businesses in this country are like us, small businesses. And for us to get involved in the net zero pathway, you always think that's something just for the big companies, you know, an EY, a, a Sainsbury's, they'll make these big stands and they'll have people and they do the analysis. We found a way, if you don't know, you know, it's that thing you said, Angus, quite funny, your revolution. It's the same thing, get knowledge. We didn't know what it was. We worked out that we we're actually 09 uh, tons of carbon per person in our company over the year, and the majority of that is through my business partner and our other salesperson getting on in cars or driving around the country. So you know, we're looking at changing all of that. I've certainly thought, wow, what could we do? You know, how? You know, I've I've been one of those people that kind of played lip service to a lot of things, but I thought actually we should be doing things. So you know, hopefully I'm moving soon. I'll be moving where a bit more of a distance, I'll, I'll try and cycle in. I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna do it every day, but I'm gonna try and do that to, to make things different in little ways. And you know, things like, this is a chance again to look at what you consume. And I'm definitely consuming a lot less. You know, we we just, I think coronavirus has probably helped that, just no need to go out shopping. And also, you don't have to buy any clothes anymore, guys. <laughs> because everyone just sits here on Well, yeah. oh. You know, what are you, what are you doing there? So. I think it's it's made us realize as a company that we've got to do something and it's inspired us to say, even though we're little, we can get on the journey. And that's all you got to do. Like you said, one toe at a time. If everyone just did one thing of knowing where they are, that yeah. gives you some knowledge. And then you know, okay, now I understand that if I do this, it might make things a little bit better.
1: I mean, Alison made that point, didn't she? She she, got, she got baker Hughes. She said, you know. This this pursuit of decarbonisation is not just an oil and gas problem. She said everybody has to be involved. Every single person has to be involved, Um, not just the oil and gas industry.
0: So So what about uh, you? What about you, Angus? Have you changed at all?
1: um, What I certainly learned. No, I feel I feel more um, um, ambitious, you know, on, on on what I want to do, and more determined. I heard, I, I just want to put something to you guys, you know, and then you can shut me up and close the program down once you two have <laughs> finished with your wise words. But I, I heard from Michael to pledge the other day yes. of um, a guy based in Oxford called Toby Ord, O-R-D. And he's written a book called The Precipice. And he's, a, he's a, a studier of human affairs and things like that. And the, the basic premise is this, that... The chances of ourselves wiping ourselves out used to be bugger all to a jam tart, right? Yeah. And then it upped uh, to, uh, materially with nuclear detonation. Mm. Yeah. And we're sort of, we're now like in, I don't know what it is, one in 20 chance or something. But he wants to make the point. That going into next this century and future, we're actually coming down to one in six because of AI and, yeah. and various other stuff, right? So the using the commonality of the biosphere, using the commonality of the Anthropocene, of you know this this could be as much as it is a threat, environmental degradation, it could be in human this path, the path of humanity, an unbelievable opportunity.
0: To because unite.
1: We all share the commonality yeah. Yeah. of the biosphere and that intergenerational obligation at this point in time. So it may just be, you know, the golden piece of sushi coming around <laughs> the sushi train because the, the stuff Sustainable
0: up, sushi, please.
1: <laughs> the stuff, the, the tough stuff that humanity has to deal with going forward. May not bind us like the biosphere and Mother Nature can bind us. So maybe that should really galvanise us, galvanise, galvanise us all um, to coming together.
0: That's a good way. Your final closing thoughts, Alex? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I've
2: uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Learned a lot uh, from the speakers and from you guys.
0: And, uh, you know, we, well, we need I to take anything. I just broadened I just yeah. you two for knowledge. <laughs>
2: no, you've done it. I, I, I sort of also noticed that you shared the post of the Church of England also measuring its yes. church's carbon footprint. So, uh, you know, your organisations, me- measuring things is a really helpful way. I mean, it's the start of every... Yeah. eating diet you Absolutely. measure your calories in and yeah. your calories out yeah. so if you, if, we, if we need a reduction which we do in carbon we need to start with measuring so i think that's that's a great way of doing it and making that easy for people uh, and once we got five billion people connected through phones um, you know doing that through some sort of app would be fantastic so i think technology to help us measure and understand become more aware and then technology to solve um will be there and then the, the, like i said the incentives to get that technology working and then the the, the distribution internationally of of that money you know, to preserve the amazonian rainforest um you know needs to be paid for by the people who have benefit which is more than the brazilians yeah. um it, it is it is, a, is a great thing to do and you know it's save us that solar that solar flare for another thousand years
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way i love it um, do you know what? I think it's been brilliant. Thank you so much, Angus. Thank you so much, Alex. You've been brilliant, brilliant uh, co-hosts on this series. Uh, I've really thoroughly enjoyed it. And my thanks to all the guests who've joined us and, of course, to you for listening. Um, perhaps we'll be back. We'll, we'll, we'll see if there's a demand. We'll come back, uh, like the Premier League, in another season. But for now, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Alex, Angus, thank you. Thank you, so much, Alex? Oh, he's disappeared, has he?
2: Uh, no, thank you. I thought I said my thank you and goodbye. I thought that was the closure. Sorry. <laughs> Come
0: on to the encore. <laughs> yeah, they, they've been brilliant, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to Guy says no. Please subscribe to Future Net Zero. And as I said, you know, we'd want to try and make a difference one small step at a time. So anything you think we could do, uh, anything you think we could make a difference, then get in touch with us on social media. But until then, until the next time, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Future Net Zero, better business better planet.